You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension comprised of knowledge, opinions, and entertainment. A journey on a virtual information highway into a wondrous land whose boundaries are more distant than the outer reaches of the Twitter sphere. Your next stop, the Trend Zone. Hello and welcome to the Trend Zone. Casey here with David each week at the Football Radio Show. We give you our expert insight and analysis and opinions on the top trending stories in the NFL. Dave, are you ready, my friend? Yes, sir. I am quite ready. All right, then. Our next stop <laughs> is the Trend Zone. In today's episode, we'll talk our fancy go-back starts of the week, our survival picks, some huge trades, and, of course, we'll preview the big games coming up in Week 8. But, Dave, before we get to what's trending, brother, yes. I want you why don't you sprinkle a couple tasty nugs on the people, bro? All right, I'll start with my guy, Breezer, dude. Uh, now at 501 career touchdown passes, the fourth player in NFL history with at least 500. He's there with Manning. That is Peyton, of course. Uh, Favre and Brady at over 500. And with the win against the Ravens last weekend, Casey, Breeze joins Manning and Favre as one of the only quarterbacks to defeat all 32 NFL teams. That's pretty rad, man. Yeah, that is totally rad. Good for the breezer there, dude. How about my guy Adam Thielen? He's had at least 100 receiving yards in each of the Vikings' first seven games. That's tying Charlie Hennigan. I said it was a first ever on Sunday, Dave. I was wrong. Charlie <laughs> Hennigan. Thielen's looking to become the first ever to do it eight times in a row. We'll have to check back in next week to see if he makes more NFL history, Dave. That's a little purple nug for you. <laughs> That's the purple nug. Thing. I got one more nug. This is an extra nug, folks, because this one went into overtime. That is, each of the first seven weeks of this season, overtime games, marking the first time ever that a season has gone into overtime each weekend of each of the first seven weeks. Dude, it's insane how close so many of these games are, dude. Oh, yeah, dude. The Brownies had four of those overtimes. But let's go to my uh, Dallas Cowboys, dude. <laughs> Still just yep. disgusted at that awful, terrible call there at the end for the uh, the movement of the ball yeah. on our long snapper, J.P., um, awful call. Yeah. It was the same snap every time. It's the same snap. He's been doing that for well over 10 years. So crappy yeah. time for the stupid officials to get in there. That's a bad call. It cost my Cowboys a piece of that overtime, Dave. Yep, and a chance for the W. And uh, speaking of all the uh, other potential overtimes, Casey, my Chargers in London, the Tennessee Titans score could have gone for one and put it in an OT, went for two for the win. Uh, fell short there. That could have easily gone to overtime. And then Baltimore uh, versus the Saints, dude. Baltimore lines up for what would appear to be a completely automatic extra point. It would have been like 243 or 244, 245 for for Tucker. He um, misses. David's actually 797,412. <laughs> He is automatic, and he missed that thing, dude. Okay. Uh, and that could have been four overtimes, for crying out loud, when he just ended up with one down. Ravens being chargers, Dave. Ravens being chargers. <laughs> it's not easy to lose in that disgusting of a manner, but they handled it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dave, let's get to uh, what's uh, topping everybody's list this week is uh, trades in the NFL, man. We never really see yeah. it. Yeah. It's yeah. been happening a little more lately now yeah. that they have that, uh, you know, the uh, the salary cap fixed on the rookie wage scale there. Yeah. So we're seeing a little bit more. We got it started last week 
um, Carlos Hyde from the Browns. He goes to the Jags for a fifth rounder. We like that for both teams. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, I think for sure Carlos Hyde, an older back, maybe not necessarily in the plans for the Cleveland down the road, uh, and they have a couple of young backs that they're going to roll with. That's cool. They get a fifth rounder. And from the Jags' perspective, uh, Jags, man, obviously looking for a running back to sort of uh, you know, handled all of those carries that they expected to get from Fournette and TJ uh, Yeldon, rather, uh, you know, too much workload for him. Carlos Hyde's a warrior, dude. He's going to really uh, fit in well with that Jag squad. Uh, but I hope he has a huge game on Sunday. <laughs> there's more <laughs> trades out there, Casey. Some interesting ones, including your boys. Yeah, Cowboys give up the first rounder from 2019 to the Raiders mm-hmm. for Amari Cooper. And Dave, I don't know if it's my uh, Joey Galloway and Roy Williams PTSD setting in, but <laughs> I just am not sure how to feel about this yet. That <laughs> first round pick is a lot to give to somebody, but we get him for the last nine games of this season, yeah. and we get him for all of next year to get a good decision on if he's going to be in our plans moving forward. It's a great asset for Dak. It's going to make his job easier. It's going to make Zeke's job easier, and it yeah. should make everybody else on that receiving core's job easier, too. Bye week's coming at a good time. Let him get there, get him as familiar with the playbook as possible, and, uh, you know, who knows what to expect. I'm hoping it's good, but, I, you know, I'm oh, yeah, and- shy, bro. I'll tell you what, from the Raiders' perspective, they have dismantled uh, a lot of the work that Reggie McKenzie has done over the handful of, uh, of years here since he took over. Um, but they're, here they're going to be with three first-rounders next year and two the year after that. It's all about uh, Vegas, not Oakland right now. This is about building for the future uh, for this Raider squad, and now they're loaded with picks, dude. Oh, my God, dude. The, the Giants just traded Eli. Eli Manning, no longer a giant? <laughs> oh, Eli Apple. <laughs> of course. The big Apple says goodbye to the Big Apple. Yeah, you know, they're... hello to the Big Easy. <laughs> oh, look, it writes itself, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, the uh, the Saints are, are, you know, giving him a new uh, a, a second uh, start here. But Eli did have some issues with the locker room uh, over the last, uh, I want to say, handful of seasons there. Uh, they righted things there, at least, uh, you know, uh, seemingly. But I think it might be time. For, for both parties to move on as far as the Giants are concerned there. They are certainly uh, at, uh, at whatever, one in five or whatever they are. Um, they're in a rebuilding scenario. So to move on and get a, a fourth rounder uh, next year and a seventh rounder the year after that, uh, that's something back uh, that they're going to use to build. And we still got a few days left before this trade deadline actually comes. And Patrick Peterson of the Cardinals, he's out there, bro. He says, trade me, man. That He could be, go to a nice playoff team and be completely stoked out and make your defense better. Woo, super talented guy. We'll see. He's owed a lot of money, money over the next couple of years, but not compared to what his what he brings to the team uh, if, he, if he's that extra piece that puts you over the top. All right, Dave, let's shift gears here. Let's go ahead and get to our – Survival picks, bro. Who did you have? <laughs> I had the ATL over the, um, uh, the New York Giants, Casey. And it was a squirmy uh, first quarter, but after that it was fine. Uh, ATL took care of business. Yeah, I, I jumped on that ATL bandwagon too. Nice. Beat those Giants, no problem. The most popular correct pick was our Los Angeles Rams oh, over yeah. the 49ers. 24% of the country had it. The most popular incorrect pick the Eagles over Carolina. You like that one. 
Oh, yeah, and it also <laughs> killed Meat Hands in our three strikes, so sayonara, Meat Hands. <laughs> Double whammy. Most popular picks in the next week, Casey. It's pretty obvious. It's the whoever's playing Buffalo uh, <laughs> plan, and it's New England this week, so this is oh. a no-brainer. If you haven't already selected the Patriots, this is your chance. Uh, that's more than 25% of the people out there are on that boat right there. That seems like a no-brainer. Of course, the Vikings uh, against the Bills a couple of weeks back, Knocked out what sixty percent of the people. So yeah. let's 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 obviously be careful Kirk here. Cousins is no Tom Brady, Dave. <laughs> Tommy, <laughs> Tommy. All right, dude. Uh, so our fantasy go back starts of the week. Um, week seven was the football radio show battle. Battle. <laughs> and we'll just let the peeps know. I went ahead and took that thing hundred point seventy eight to ninety four point ninety eight. Dave, shoot, that's a, not a big margin there. Just a little over six points. What could you have done? Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, if, if if Sony Michelle wouldn't have gotten injured, I think I would have been in a lot better shape. He got one point five, and then on my bench, I, I wouldn't have made this play. But obviously, had I uh, had Michelle gotten hurt in in warmups, that would have been a little more timely <laughs> for me because uh, Murray got. 20.3 uh that uh, nearly 19 points would have done the trick for me uh considering that you had no fantasy go backs of your own right casey uh, yeah no because dave i'd like to go into the week with a uh, mixing and brita and come out with a 4.6 points between them <laughs> dave yeah nice yeah you love the uh the not doing fun of energy but the fumble <laughs> and the injury on the same play. Yeah. It's like that's yeah. your minus two and guess what? You're done for hey, the day. Injuries aren't funny, Casey, all right. No, He's definitely up, not. He's I could have played Adrian Peterson against my Cowboys oh. ten points. Yeesh. And Derek Henry against your Chargers, that would be much better, but I squeaked out the victory anyway, so Yeah. My team's garbage. I hope you're happy. You beat up on beat up on like a <laughs> retarded kid or something. <laughs> Bad, bad team. All right, Dave. Let's get to some good teams. Let's yeah. talk about some games coming up. It's Hell yeah. week eight, bro. Get us going. All right, man. This is a good one, dude. Philadelphia Eagles going over to London to play the Jaguars. Eagles on the road here. Both teams on the road, but Jags are the home team. Eagles favored by three. Yeah, this is the Eagles' first trip uh, across the pond, um, getting their chance at the pitch going over there. The Eagles, man, really let one get away last week. 17 nothing over the uh, Panthers in the second half, only to watch that thing slip away. The uh, defense is not playing as great as it was last year, and now they lose Derek Barnett, the pass rusher. So um, they're struggling to get it together, dude, and that offense is really struggling too. Carson Wentz is coming back, and he's playing good, over 80% uh, percent completions last week. But uh, that running game, dude, it's been by committee because there's been so many dang injuries there. Right now, Wendell Smallwood is the guy, so wow. they need a lot out of him. Corey Clement's getting a little healthy there, too, um, so it's giving them a little bit, but uh, they got to get this thing right, dude. Only three losses last year. They've already lost four. They're going over there. You get this win, and then you go into your bye week. You're feeling pretty good, but you drop to three and five, man, and uh, it's time to start panicking there in Philly. Yeah, well, speaking of three and five, the Jayville uh, is at three and four right now. So they also cannot afford to drop this game. And they've dropped a couple in a row now, have, having lost to the Texans last week and having benched their quarterback, uh, Bortles, uh, in that game. Kessler came in and played halfway decent. Uh, he actually completed 70% of his passes, though. He sort of dinked and dunked his way along. But I'll tell you what, um, 
It looks like they're probably going to go back to Bortles after teaching him a lesson, Casey. But uh, I'm really not confident. Obviously, this team was built around playing defense and running the football. And without Fournette, they're missing the running the football part of that equation. Uh, with the trade to Carlos Hyde, maybe that gives him uh, a little boost there to go along with Yelton. Uh, but this Jayville team, along with the Eagles, like you mentioned, really sitting in a situation where they're hot yeah. and cold, they're hit and miss, uh, and they really can't afford to dip down. Uh, too far beneath 500 right now. So this is going to be an important game for both squads. All right, up next, Dave, we've got the Baltimore Ravens at the Carolina Panthers, and the Ravens are favored by two on the road. And the Ravens, dude, coming off that woefully disappointing loss to the Saints where uh, Justin Tucker missed the extra point. That would have put it into overtime. We mentioned that, of course. Um, But this Ravens team, the defense playing exceptionally well, coming off from the previous week, sacking uh, Mariota and the Titans 11 times. Um, I mean, they they can get after the quarterback. Uh, They're playing some solid, solid defense. And um, Flacco's playing better football than he's played in years. Last year, he had that back injury. I don't think people realized how much that was bringing him down. People want to say it's the lighting the fire on his butt, but um, with the rookie quarterback in there, they're sprinkling him in, and he's making some plays too. Yeah. It's all the positive. I don't, I, I you know, and they, you know what they also did? They revamped the receiving group. He had a woeful receiving group that wasn't catching yeah. the ball for him, wasn't getting open. Now with Crabtree uh, and John Brown, they're they're more dynamic at that position. And this, this Ravens team's looking like one of they're they're sort of rounding into a very serious playoff contender. Yeah, and you flip it over these Panthers, they're looking like a playoff contender too. When they've played yep. their best, they look at uh, like one of the best teams in the NFL. A couple poor losses there, but uh on the offense, dude, it's really Cam Newton and uh Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey actually leading the team in rushing and receiving, they'd like one of those receivers to step up yeah. and do a little more. DJ Moore, the rookie, um, or Devin Funches. Funches has put together a few nice games, had a great game last week. They just need that to be more on a, con- a more consistent level there. And it was nice to get Greg Olson back in the mix. He had a huge yep. touchdown against the Eagles last week. So um, they just need to be more consistent there, Carolina. Get that run game going. A little bit better besides Hammond on defense, dude. I don't know if there's anybody better than Luke Keekley, man. That guy's a stud. Last week, dude, had four tackles for losses and a sack wow. against Carson Wentz. So um, Joe Flacco a lot less mobile than Carson Wentz, man. This is a big, important game, and it's two big physical teams, man. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Oh, man. Speaking of a lot of fun to watch, dude, this one's a big one. It's the Green Bay Packers at our Los Angeles Rams. And the Rams, get this spread, dude. They are currently favored by nine against the Pack. Wow. Dude, I I mean, maybe back at Cal, Aaron Rodgers was a nine-point dog. Right? Dude, but I I can't remember a time that we've seen anything like this. But, uh, these Packers, man, are led by Aaron Rodgers. He's a, maybe the best quarterback in the league, dude. He's been doing most of the stuff on one leg this year, and it's been yeah. impressive. On the Monday night comeback, dude, broke the hearts of the 49ers. It looks like they were done, but we knew that they weren't. If Aaron Rodgers had a chance in that game, he was going to come back and do those Niners. 425 yards and um, two TDs. Had no interceptions, uh, just an impressive, impressive victory there. They don't really have it settled who's going to be uh, running back, if it's Montgomery Williams 
um, or um, causes Guy Jones there. So they mm-hmm. would like one of those guys to step up and become that dude, but they all kind of have a different skill set. But yeah. someone's got to be that in between the tackles bruiser there and uh, wide receivers dude Devonte adams he's ascending to one of the top receivers mm-hmm. in the nfl um against those niners 10 receptions 132 yards and two tds man this guy can take it over the top over or he top. can get the short pass and go down a big big target there and jimmy graham trying to get his groove on these packers too he's had a couple touchdowns the last few weeks so all the weapons there on offense you got to protect aaron Rodgers though and that defense has got to find a way to get a few stops, but they—that ain't been happening much against the Rams this year, bro. Not so much at all, dude. And what Rams? They squeaked guy by a couple of games over there last week. They they crushed the 49ers, 39 to 10. Um, and in doing so, they showed what their defense is really capable of. Um, with Aaron Donald getting four sacks, he's showing us the dude he is. He's uh, kind of rounding into shape here after his uh, uh, holdout. Uh, but, uh, man, wow. they got to be licking their chops going after, you know, Aaron Rodgers, obviously, like you mentioned, one of the greatest quarterbacks in, in our league right now, but not uh, as mobile as he is. And that's a huge part of his game, basically. And he's on the one leg. Uh, he is going to have his hands full staying away from uh, this Rams defense and, and not getting crushed by them. Uh, he can't afford to get uh, beat up any more than he is. And uh, on the other side of the football, I mean, the Rams are, uh, if not the best offense in the league, arguably one of the best yeah. offenses. Um, with Gurley, he on an average day scores two touchdowns. Last week, he comes up with three TDs. Didn't he doesn't have to play a lot in the fourth quarter? A lot of times, um, this Rams offense, even Goff, you know, putting up modest numbers last week because they just don't have to. It just seems like yeah. they can get the productivity out of so many different areas uh, right now. This Rams offense um, just puts up a ton of points and if you can't stop Gurley you're not going to stop this Rams offense um Sean McVay just uh just uh obviously a brilliant offensive mind uh this is going to be a fun game to watch man yeah I cannot wait for that one Dave and one of six games with uh 50 or more over is the big Sunday night battle the NFC divisional round uh rematch the New Orleans Saints at the Minnesota Vikings and the Vikings are one point favorites at home yeah, man, and and we we've talked about this game a couple times, but the Saints coming off a narrow victory last week against the Ravens, uh, you know, squeaking by that one. But they're sitting at five and one right now, which is the second best record, only behind our Los Angeles Rams, the undefeated seven zero Rams. Uh, this five and one Saints team, the only other team with just one loss, the only other team in the NFC, the only other team with five wins. Um, so they're starting to separate themselves from the from the bunch uh, as well. And we have Breezer putting up historical numbers uh, as well. Ingram coming back in the last handful of weeks, getting back in the mix there with Kamara. Um, uh, this, uh, this, this Saints offense is uh, starting uh, to really, really click. And defensively, uh, last year they played exceptionally well. This year, not, not as well, but um, still the same guys, basically. They just need to, um, you know, kind of dial it in a little bit. And I think they have a chance of being a really, really strong defense, too. Um, 
adding the rookie uh, as well. Um, yeah, Davenport, is it? Marcus Davenport? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, uh, a guy that can really be a disruptive player uh, in there. You never know uh, when he's going to come on and really make some big plays, too. So, uh, the Saints team, uh, both sides of the football, this is a legitimate uh, Saints team and a big opportunity, uh, opportunity now um, in Minnesota to make a statement, obviously, uh, considering what happened last year. Yeah, Minnesota kind of getting it right, too, man. They came out and just kicked the crap out of the Jets. They had mm-hmm. some up and downs early, but, you know, you're working in the new quarterback there with Kirk Cousins, and, uh, you know, that took a little bit, and they haven't had the consistency at running back with Dalvin Cook not being all the way back. Yeah. Latavius Murray is doing a great job back there. a couple of TDs last week, um, but he wasn't there from the get-go. So they're kind of working those things out. Who's been there from the get-go, Dave? Adam Thielen, he's been oh, yeah. impressive. We mentioned the record-setting pace he's on. But don't forget about Stephon Diggs, too, dude. He had he was on the uh, the completion end of the Minneapolis Miracle last yeah. year that uh, sent the Saints home to uh, watch the NFC Championship. So um, plenty of weapons there on offense, and the defense is starting to do their thing, too, man. Yeah. Um, Harrison Smith, one of the best safeties in the league, too. Uh, Daniel Hunter, he's got seven and a half sacks on the year. So they're starting to get those takeaways and give their offense some short uh, short fields to work with, too. That's adding some extra points. So they got to get that kicking game dialed in, though, Dave. They have um, my old kicker, uh, Dan Bailey. I'm not sure he's all the way back from those injuries, man. This one could come down to a field goal. So, uh that's bad news if you're looking at the Vikings. But 4-2-1, if they get this win against the Saints, all of a sudden they're sitting there with five uh, wins, too, feeling pretty good about the direction of the season. And no doubt about it. These, I mean, we've only highlighted a handful of games, hit Casey, but these things are blockbuster games with really huge ramifications as far as where these teams are going to end up playoff positioning-wise. It's getting real, bro. It is getting real. Nice. All right, that is going to do it for this episode of The Trend Zone. So many ways you can check out Football Radio Show. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's that easy. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. You can get the podcast delivered. Just subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Or if you'd like to kick it old school, footballradioshow.com. We are the Football Dudes. He's Dave. I'm Casey. Enjoy the games this weekend, people. We are out of here. <laughs>